Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Cocktails and Capital podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. Today is a little bit of a different episode. We're actually going to listen to a episode from another podcast. I was asked to be a guest feature in the Media Books podcast. Media Books is the marketing agency that I've used in the past and use today, um, who I genuinely love working with, and they have really shaped our Instagram platform and our our brand, um, and our social media in the way that you see it reflected today. Uh, they influence the start of this podcast and influence many, many, many things that we do in our marketing to this day. So they're a really great company. Um, I, Kristen love her. Um, she's super, super great. If you're looking for any marketing tips, she is the person to follow on Instagram. Um, if you're an accountant and you're listening to this and you're looking for a marketing team, Again, they are definitely the people that you want to have in your corner. If you're not an accountant and you're listening to this, uh, don't leave. This is not just for accountants. Um, Because a lot of what we talked about is really the strategy for how I do my marketing here. Um, And she gives a lot of tips on her own strategy for marketing. Um, And I think there's a lot that can be applied for people in any industry to do your marketing. Marketing is so important to building your brand and building your business and it's uh, intimidating, but not something to be overlooked or to shy away from. So definitely give it a listen. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know how you do your marketing. If you do it the same as me or Kristen or any differently than us, I'd love to get your feedback. Um, but yeah, uh, stay tuned, take a listen, and hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Media Books Podcast and the first episode of a new series, How I Market. Now, this series I actually attempted to start two years ago, and life happened, of course. I was in the middle of a move from Texas to Japan, and life got crazy, and it was actually a pretty popular piece of content, and so I want to bring it back, and the whole idea with the How I Market series is to talk to accountants who really figured out marketing. Maybe they took some risks, maybe they have found success on LinkedIn, maybe they do tone really well. There are a lot of accountants in the industry who have found remarkable ways to really put themselves out there, build a brand, and really go against the stereotype that accountants aren't creative or you know you should just stay in your box and really the whole idea here is just to show you what is possible and that a lot of these maybe limiting beliefs are really holding you back more than you know 
And the idea is to get people from a wide range, people that have took risks in starting a podcast, people that are more reserved and they just write really, really well. And so they have a great following on LinkedIn. I want to show you what is possible and not give you just one road. That is something I truly believe in, that you do not need to do whatever the trend out there is telling you to do. You have tons of options with your marketing strategy. And so I'm hoping that this series enlightens you, gives you some ideas and things to kind of consider for your own brand. And with this first podcast episode, uh, we are talking to one of my favorite people that I have met since starting Media Books. We talk about building her brand, we talk about building her website, we talk about what it was like to start a podcast, and really her whole thoughts on marketing, and we even talk about threads, but check it out. I am so glad we started with talking to Sarah. Our first guest on the How I Market series is Sarah Tatum. Sarah is the owner of Tatum Accounting and host of the Cocktails and Capital podcast. She is an accountant and an enrolled agent specializing in product-based businesses. She is also a military spouse, lives with her Great Dane, three cats, a few other animals. I think you have, you have like ducks, right? You have like ducks? I, so we don't have any, uh, <laughs> we don't have any of the, uh, outside kids anymore. We've just got two dogs, two cats at this point. Um, but we okay. had a lot going on at one time. She had a lot. Didn't you have a pig at one point? Yeah, we did have a pig at one time. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, schnitzel. Yeah. Schnitzel. <laughs> schnitzel turned into a turned into schnitzel. <laughs> we try not um, to think about it. <laughs> gosh. Well, anyways, I mean, she lives on a farm. She did live on a farm. Um, now it's just a house with a giant yard in Virginia. Uh, but lastly, she is also a client of Media Books. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you for having Hi. me today. Okay. Of course. So why I want to first talk about why I decided to start with Sarah for the How I Market series. Um, and essentially that is because she has been a dream client of media books from, <laughs> from the beginning. I know we're just going to brag about you from the beginning, from the beginning. Um, we first did a branding and web design foundation building project with mm -hmm. you. And I remember like, for our branding sessions, we present you with three mood boards. And I, what I usually do is I do like two based on like your mood board. And then I try to do a third one. That's like complete opposite to give you some contrast. And yeah. the two bold ones, you were like, I can't decide between the two. I was like, okay, she wants to go bold. And then you went bold. And then we built out the website and it is the one wet. Well, not one. Well, it is the main website. The, mo the website we get the most, compliments on is your website because yeah i'll see it like in facebook groups you post your website and like it'll be about i don't know sales tax or something and people will be like oh i love your website um, yeah and i'm bragging about you i don't mean to be bragging about me but like you chose to take chances <laughs> and be bold and then like even with your marketing you have consistently put yourself out there um you now have a wait list you have done one thing after another that kind of just really pushed yourself and i think um, we've had conversations of like, oh no, should we start a pod or should you start a podcast? Should you do this? Yeah. And like, now it's like nothing to you. Um, but I first want to go way back and tell me about the early days of Tatum accounting. Uh, when you first started, what was your marketing strategy and how did you figure out your first moves? 
So the early days of Tatum accounting, there was no marketing strategy. Um, <laughs> and I distinctly remember in our consult for the branding session, like, um, you had said that you went and looked at what we had going on on Facebook and everything. And you were like, yeah, there's not a lot of consistency with your branding or your colors or like anything. And I was like, cool, cool. This is, this is good news. Um, which really kind of like sold me on doing the whole process with you on the branding and starting the marketing and everything, because I knew that one, you knew what you were talking about. Um, and two, like the importance of, really heavily getting in and being consistent. Um, and the, you know, the marketing we were doing before media books, um, it was pretty much just very early stages, QuickBooks, pro advisor, directory referrals, um, which unfortunately were never the like clients that really panned out, um, to be the best ones. And then once we started, uh, really using a marketing strategy, developing like blog articles and um, newsletters that you guys were putting out for us and everything. Um, then we started to really get like some traction and a little bit of a Instagram following. Like we are not Instagram famous. I think we've got like less than 200 followers, but it it's consistent. Um, and to this day, like we even, we took like what, a three, four month break almost. And our engagement is getting back up there, um, pretty quickly. And it's actually probably better than it used to be. Um, so I think like the development has been really cool. Um, our first moves were just like, like to your question, it was really just pulling, uh, pulling at strings. Like we, my parents were a client, um, and that QuickBooks Pro Advisor directory, like I said, it wasn't the best uh, lead source and the referrals we were getting because we were priced so low before, um, you know, we started working with you. It just wasn't super great. But as soon as we started being consistent and putting our face out there, um, the, the type of clientele got so much better um, and the clients themselves became more consistent uh, in like being present for us to work with. So it's been a really cool like way to see what marketing really does for you. Yeah. And, and I'm why well, a lot of that, like, honestly was like your decisions. Cause even, cause like, you know, you kept saying like all the things that we did, but like we, it is a partnership and we like follow a lot of it is following like what you say. And I remember it was 2022 and cause we started working with you in like, I think it was, early 2021 and it was yeah. the new year and it was kind of like that you know when you're like hey we're gonna figure out our new strategy and do this this and this and you're like my goal this year is marketing I was like okay let's do it and then and then usually the conversation that we have when people like want to reorganize their strategy or figure out what they're doing is I want to like shoot for the stars but I have this budget and I was like okay like I went in thinking like that's what you wanted to do and I was like, okay, like we can do a podcast and why don't we get rid of the blog post to save you some money? And you're like, no, like I want to do the yeah. podcast and a blog post. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking like, she knows it's going to cost more, right? Like she, like, and you're like, yeah, like, no, let's do it. And then like, you kept doubling down on everything. And I was like, okay, like she's really serious. And like, that was, I think the biggest differentiator between what we often see is like, people are like, how can I get the most bang for, bang for my buck? 
and you like really put yourself all in. You're like, no, I want to do everything and I want to do it right. And even so, I mean, you mentioned like your Instagram followers, like not having, you know, less than a thousand. That's vanity metrics. And we talk about that a lot, but like you've been hitting so many other goals that like it it doesn't matter because you're hitting your business goals. The vanity metrics are your goals. Yeah. And like to the point on budget too, like I, before I opened Tatum Accounting, I worked for a property management company and you would think like they don't need a lot of marketing, but we spent a lot of money on marketing at that company. Um, and a lot of it was in like the SEO cost, which we all know is crazy expensive. Um, but it's super important. And I know we're going to talk about that again later, but I know marketing costs money, but I know why it costs money. I know that it's worth it. And I remember when I wanted to start working with you and like, you gave me the quote for the, the branding. Um, I remember going out to my husband in the shed and I was like, look, I know we're in the baby stages of this business. I know we don't have exactly the money to cover it, but I want to cover this. So I'm going to put personal money in to cover this. And like that, it just had to work. I knew that we needed it um, because we just were not getting out there for people to find us. And I knew you guys were, were worth it. And I would find the money to continue to pay you on a monthly basis, um, especially once we added the podcast and things like that. Cause it is, it's important and it just continues to like help build that trust with your clients. So I think, you know, I will always find the money for marketing. It's just, you, you can't not do it. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I, I want to, so here's, here's a behind the curtain. I don't know. I feel like I'm too honest with people. I sent Sarah a list of questions and I was like, these are the questions <laughs> I'm going to ask. Now I'm going off script. So I want to ask you, so because I didn't know you were going to talk about branding. So as I mentioned, you went really bold. And like, if you yeah. don't know Sarah's website, go to the website. It's tandemaccounting.com. And it's a very much a beach vibe. The whole mm-hmm. concept is take a vacation from your bookkeeping. And then like, you also told me like, you're from Virginia. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm sure there's a beach around there. And so like... <laughs> But like, as I got to know you, like, and you were like taking all these trips to Florida and like when you did your yeah. brand photography, I was like, no, like this really does fit with her. And obviously her audience, it resonates with her audience. As you were trying to think about your brand, were you thinking about your audience? Were you thinking about what you liked? Were you thinking, okay, how can I combine the both? Or like, what was your, like, as you were putting that mood board together? I was a little selfish. Um, the okay. mood board is very much like me. Uh, it's like, I remember putting it together and it's very like boho themed with like plants and beiges and, uh, lemons and, yes. uh, yes. Yeah. The lemons, um, oh, lemons. palm trees. Yeah. So it was, the brand is very much me, but I also, I'm very picky about who I want to work with. Um, and I try to find clients who I know will be present for me to work with, who will be available when um, something comes up. But I also, you know, no one wants to be micromanaged, especially when you're running your own business. And I think there are certain people who come in stressed. And the whole point is, like you said, take a vacation from your bookkeeping. We don't want you to be stressed out. So I try to find people who I know that I can like mold to be a little more less stressed that will trust me and understand that we're going to take that stress away that you don't have to come at me for six months completely stressed out um, with every email so it's a little selfish as far as like how 
the website comes across. It's very much me, but I also tried to model it into like, if you come to that website and you resonate with the vibe and the feel of that site, you're probably the person that I want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like you, like, obviously we manage, you know, Sarah's social and we don't look, we, we let our clients usually manage the messages, but I'm constantly seeing like in your stories and messages come through of like your friends of, or you seem to be friends with your client. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know if this is a friend yeah. or a client, but like, you know, she just got 10 messages from this person. And so I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> got profile real quick so it doesn't look like I'm online um but like yeah I mean that's the thing it does seem like you really get along with your clients and you were yeah. able to be picky and you know you call it selfish but I mean that's part of your marketing strategy is like I don't want to work with people that I don't want to work with you want to work with people yeah. who you don't mind that they maybe send you a frantic text about a bank feed connection or I don't know. yeah yeah like <laughs> The whole thing is like accounting itself is based on trust. And so if you don't trust me to not, you know, keep you relaxed, then I can't help you, you know? <laughs> um, I think there's plenty of other bookkeepers and accountants out there who handle stressed out people very well. But for me, when people are stressed, um, this is probably the like millennial in me, but it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. Um, and like, I'm not doing my job when I know that in fact I am. Um, yeah. So it's again, a little selfish, but I need to boost up my own self-esteem so everybody else can just go away. <laughs> doing fine. I need, I need someone, I need my clients to be the people that send like exclamation points after every email. Otherwise I'm like, yes, did I do something wrong? And they're just like, no, like they just use proper grammar. Um, but that's another thing. Um, I do want to talk about your SEO because yeah. this is the th this is the thing that it's like I know how to get the SEO to work, but it also takes so long to get it to work that yeah. I have to like you. I mean, I have to like call my clients down and be like, "It's okay, it's gonna work, it's gonna work." And then when we did your annual annual review, we had like two years of data, and I was like, "It worked!" Like, see, it worked. Yeah, and talk about that. Like why even care about SEO? What, how, why are you not afraid of the long game when it seems like so many people are, or they seem scared to me? <laughs> That's a, such a good question. Um, thank you for your question. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'll answer with a question. No, um, it's like I said, SEO is so expensive, right? Um, I remember at the property management company, we were paying 1500 a month for SEO and that was in 2014. 13. So like nice. now it is, you know, so much yeah. more, um, not saying that that's what you charge at all, but you know, some people charge an absurd amount of money, um, for SEO and it's, it's off putting, right. It's yeah. like, no, we're not doing that. Um, and then you have to pay for the ads and everything. It, it gets to be a lot, but the long game is very worth it because I mean, it's proven that it's going to take a while. It takes at least like what, six months to a year to mm -hmm. start seeing it. Um, and really it's because the search engine has to optimize your profile to show up for people to, to view. Um, it's kind of like I attribute it to like when you Google yourself, you may not be the first person that shows up, but it's probably because your Facebook profile is a little bit dead. Um, but if you Google yourself and you show up right away, it's probably because you post too much on Facebook, which <laughs> happened to me a lot way back in the day. <laughs> um, 
but it's it's so important because that's how people who literally have no idea who you are are going to be able to find you um like if we post the podcast and we had no and like search engine optimization behind it um there would be nobody finding us who wasn't following us on instagram and saw our one story every week about it or our one post every week about it or whatever um no one would find it outside of our immediate like line of contact and um Again, like it's not immediate, but it is so important to invest in it. And you don't have to invest like heavily. Like I know that we've never done Instagram ads or Facebook ads or we ran like one Google ad. Um, but that that's it. And we're still doing pretty good on our SEO. Um, and I think a lot of it is just the way that the website is built. Um, and like you said, consistency and showing your face and like doing the things that the internet wants you to do, um, and playing that long game. But yeah, it's definitely one of the most important things that we've invested in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk and shift focus a little bit. So when we were first talking about like making Instagram the focus of your marketing strategy. Um, mm-hmm. Like this is like before the podcast and I was talking about, I think stories and I was like, you know, yes. just show like, you don't have to show your face, just like show like your garden, like point the camera the other way and like work your way up. And now you're like, you post stories, I think more than I do. And, <laughs> and it was like the same thing with the podcast. I think like your first season of the podcast, I think like 10 episodes in, uh, you're like, sorry about this podcast episode. I'm like, it's great. We'll do bloopers. Um, and like, you've consistently pushed past feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. What advice would you give? What have you learned? Like, what is sort of like looking back at like all the times that you were uncomfortable? How, what are your thoughts? I just want to know. Kind of um, how do you I mean, the biggest thought is you have to be uncomfortable. Like you have to lean into that being uncomfortable. And I'm pretty sure that you told me that like seven times. Um, <laughs> but the biggest going into this, we constantly talked about like how your face is important and getting yourself on the website and everything. And then when you were like, you really need to do some stories. I was like, no, absolutely not. Um, and it's weird because you think you have to do certain things to kind of get people's attention, especially on stories. But the people that want to watch your story are going to watch your story, no matter what you're talking about or what you're doing. Um, and if they don't, they're just going to go right past it. And that's fine. I, I think what worked for me was kind of looking at how I go through Instagram stories, um, and what is drawing my attention again, a little selfish, but, um, who am I actually staying to watch the whole story? Like I will watch your stories. I'll watch a couple of other client stories, but, um, (laughs) if it's like someone random who I have no like connection with, I'm not going to stay and watch it. And I think that really clicked for me. Like if I don't make these connections with people, no one's going to watch my stories anyway. No one's going to watch my reels. Um, and like, God, the reels were like a whole other thing. Um, and I remember like trying to do a batch of reels and that took me like three hours to do four reels. And I was like this, we cannot do this. Um, and so eventually I just, like you get it done and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's hard for somebody like me and I'm sure you who want things to be perfect um, and to get everything correct. And 
I remember there was a time where Instagram was doing some weird stuff last year. And every time I would post a reel, the text would be like way off in left field. And I was like, what is happening? Why is it doing this? Um, but you post it anyway. And, you know, if it's that bad, I would delete it. But the, the best like reels that we had last year were ones that I came up with in like 15 seconds. Um, that took three minutes to do ones that were not about accounting at all. Um, like I remember I posted a reel about me picking tomatoes in the garden and that was like, it did so well. And I was like, what is, this isn't even about accounting. Um, we did one of like a news desk situation when the student loan forgiveness was like, it literally had just dropped, um, rest in peace, student loan forgiveness. And, um, that did so well. And we reached a lot of people who had no idea who we were just because I think they got a little upset. Uh, but we literally just reported, reported quote unquote, what happened. Um, and it did really, really well. But once you get over that feeling of you look like an idiot because you don't, um, it's literally just like you in your office doing something silly. Um, once you get over the feeling of being uncomfortable and realizing that it's actually a little fun to do things like that. Um, and I'm not very good at being consistent on stories to this day. I still feel like there's a lot of pressure to show up, um, and be on stories. And that's kind of a hard one to overcome, especially when you're not having like the best couple of months or, you know, we work from home. So, full disclosure, like I said earlier, I'm in a Tatum accounting shirt and sweatpants. Like no one wants to well, see my. the lower half. And this is the first time I've worn makeup in a long time. So no one wants to see these things, but the problem, the thing you have to get over and I have to get over all the time too, is nobody cares. Yeah. Like literally nobody cares. They just want to see your face and they want to hear what you have to say. And like I said, if they don't scroll past, goodbye, yeah. have a great day. Um, but it, it is uncomfortable, but you have to just, the other millennial saying, just lean into your uncomfortability, uh, uncomfortability, and uh, just work with what you have. Yeah. That's really all you can do. But like everything is, everything is weird. Everything new is weird. The podcast was weird. I spent hours and hours recording podcast episodes in the beginning. I know I spent like three hours trying to get the trailer done, the intro done. And then now I just sit here and I'm like, we're, we're going to do it in 20 minutes or we're not going to do it at all. Um, and if it sucks, it sucks. I'm so sorry, but, <laughs> but it gets much easier to, yeah. to do. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the thing. I think po- yeah, podcasting gets infinitely easier, especially because it's yeah. like just you in a room and you sort of have this comfort of knowing like I can just edit that out. Um, yeah. and I mean, you could really do it with any social media content, but I mean, even with stories like reels is a pain in the butt. I don't like, you know, I don't like reels. Everyone knows I don't like reels, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no podcast. That's the thing. I think, yeah, you you basically said it. You just have to like lean into being uncomfortable and eventually you will get over it. And I mean, something I talk a lot about is having like a business Instagram and then a personal one where you follow, you know, the animal videos and the Mm -hmm. accountants and whoever and celebrities And if your business one is just other business owners, like everyone else is also trying to figure out and do the same thing. Yep. And they're feeling, they're feeling the exact same thing. Sarah feels it. I feel it. 
I, most of the times I don't post the stories, not necessarily because I don't have anything to say, but just because I'm like, I haven't put makeup on in three days or I have put makeup on yesterday and I have the raccoon eyes. And so I just don't want to show up on stories. (laughs) Like at this point, after being this long, I'm like, no, like it's fine. I can show up on stories and it'll all be good. And having that separation also really just helps kind of give me the confidence to show up on stories. Um, Yeah. Because the old people from high school aren't on that account, Um, (laughs) which helps a lot, actually, because I'm still a 15-year-old girl inside that's, like, worried they're not going to like me. Um, I digress. Uh, You mentioned something earlier. You talked about new platforms, and it's constantly difficult having to keep up. Mm -hmm. I saw you have an account. I do. What are your What are your initial thoughts on Threads? I really enjoyed it, um, and then I thought I actually thought about this last night because I remember you said on your Facebook or some post about the dopamine hit of that first yeah. weekend, um, and that's exactly what it was. Like I was on there and I was getting new followers and likes, and people were talking. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't been on there in a week. Yeah. Um, I really liked the platform. I like the idea of it. And I had this great idea in my head to use it as a place to like open a discussion for people to just ask a question to an accountant and not Mm -hmm. have like the fear of commitment of a consultation or anything looming over their heads. Um, but the algorithm was weird and I know Instagram said something about this, but they were like pushing all these accounts that I had never heard of. And it got overwhelming with these huge accounts um, that I had no idea who they were and they weren't my audience. And I wasn't getting like the people who I need those small businesses to see me. Um, I feel like we got pushed down a little bit. And so I'm kind of like waiting for it to figure itself out because I know they posted that they were going to change the algorithm again to see more of your followers. But I really like the concept of it. I never used Twitter. Like yeah. it was yeah, super nice. weird to me. I never understood it. So, um, I have no idea how to work Twitter. And, um, so I like the idea. I had a great idea to put it into our content strategy. Um, but it got a little overwhelming mm-hmm. and it got a little like, okay, I don't actually want to use this. Um, yeah. and again, that's like consistency though. And being uncomfortable, you just got to do what you got to do. Um, I also think like a lot of business owners are using it as a place to share more personal, um, thoughts. That's not exactly my, my vibe. Uh, no one wants to know what's going on in my head. (laughs) Oh, sure we do. Lemons. (laughs) But, um, if you ever heard that, uh, TikTok sound where it's like, what is going on inside their head? Um, there's a lot going on lots all the time. Um, but I would like to try it again. And I think for uh, August, I'll try to like pivot in there a little bit. But like I said, the last couple of months have been um, a lot. And so it's also, again, really hard to show up on social media where we are. Um, so trying to show up in like a whole nother spot is yeah. something else entirely. And I don't think a lot of our Instagram followers have actually um, created accounts on threads yet. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, is anybody even there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I, I was on threads like a couple hours before we jumped on and there's a new report out saying like threads activity dropped 50% in week two. Yeah. 
And yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, everyone was jumping on and so you're getting all these crazy amount of followers and everyone's excited. Um, yes. What you know is great. And if you want to stick with it, then do it. But like you, <laughs> if we're going to turn this into a, into a monthly meeting, like you already have your Instagram strategy and your podcast and like yeah. your SEO strategy going and it's working. You know, if you're going to do threads at this point, it's just for fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's a good idea. And I think maybe, and also like, we don't know how the promotion works yet on threads or anything. Like it's still very, I feel like they push it out without like any, um, standard operating procedures for people to follow. Um, so it's kind of like, what are we supposed to actually do on there? Like, how do I find new people? How am I supposed to find followers? There's no like how am I supposed to get out there to people is the right. question. So it's kind of right. like, why would I use it if I don't know what I'm doing? Right. Yeah. But, no, I mean, yeah. that's, that's for you guys to wonder and for me to figure out. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause no, I was having the same issue. Cause someone was like, who are all these people in my feed? I was like, that's dumb. Of course they're people that you follow. And then posts started but showing no. up where I'm like, who's yeah. like Bob for buses, like posting me. Yeah something complete like four five six nine and I'm like I have no idea who this person is and then like and it wasn't any of like my followers engaging with them it was just Bob's it's just random people yeah yeah I, I don't the I don't, weirdest thing I don't know he'll figure I mean they'll they'll figure it out because I think enough people are complaining about it but it's definitely still in the beta stages yeah um, for sure so I'll leave I'll leave you to guide on that one <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, it's still a work in progress. I'm like semi liking it just because I never really got into Twitter. I think I made one, but I like did like two promotional tweets and then that was it. And then like I got scared and people were yelling and I just ran out of the room. Um, <laughs> and so like here it's like everyone's nice. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a good place. Um, so we're just going to kind of stick around for a little bit. But yeah, people are still figuring it yeah. out. And um Jenna Kutcher, I don't, do you know who she is? I do, yes. Okay. Yes. From you. She posted something about, about like, <laughs> yeah, she posted something about like marketing strategy and asked what the plan was on threads and like people were like, we're not doing any marketing strategy and they got really mad at her and I was like, okay, like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is new. Yeah. Um, so, and it, I mean, threads is threads. We'll figure that out and that'll be for another podcast episode, but yes, for sure. I think that is all my questions. We've gone over your website, your podcast, your brand, all the new stuff that you've kind of done. Um, and yeah, just wanted to wrap up with basically saying you've been an awesome client. And uh, while here's the thing, I don't like promoting my clients necessarily because then a bunch of accountants follow them and then you mess up my data because I'm trying to figure out what their clients like. They have a bunch of accountants around there. I'm like, I don't know if it's really so Go ahead, check her out. You can get inspired <laughs> by her. Um, and I'll let Sarah decide if you should follow her or not. I mean, you can follow her. It'll be great. Yeah. No, blocked. Everyone's blocked. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I do. Uh, I just want to say, like, marketing is obviously the most expensive thing that you're ever going to spend money on in your business. Um, and that just is a cold, hard fact. But um, if there's anything that I've spent money on in the last three years that has been completely and utterly worth it, it has been you. And I just want to thank you for 
really pushing this brand out Aww. to people. That's it's, it's been like nothing I could have ever imagined. And it's because of the brand that you built for us. So thank you. My imposter syndrome just walked out the door. <laughs> She'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. It'll be great. <laughs> but I'll just take this clip and I'll just like put it on loop as I fall asleep at night. Ugh, and drown her just out. Sleep listening to the sound of my voice telling you you're doing a yes. great job. <laughs> yes, exactly. My husband will not be freaked out at all. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining um yeah as i said she is a fun follow regardless of whether you're an accountant or not thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to subscribe and follow tatum accounting on instagram you can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review it's the best way to support us let's catch up next week same time same place